Just to clarify, these views that we speak of on our podcast are 100% our own and not those associated to anyone from Luton Town Football Club. Thank you very much. Welcome to Owen the Town. I'm Luke Gregory, and here's what's coming up today. It's another disappointing match day for Luton on Friday night as they went down 2-0 at the Kean Prince Foundation Stadium to Queen's Park Rangers. Today we discussed that defeat in more detail from what we saw of it, as we had a bit of a delay getting in. We'll have a look at that game today. And also, with 16 shots on goal, how come we couldn't find the back of the net? Do we have enough quality in the midfield to push forward and get these goals? Why are we so inconsistent at the moment? That's the questions we're asking today. And as always, I'm with Dave and Bataro. Evening, boys. How are you with both? Yeah, good evening. Good evening, gentlemen. Um, it's, wow. it's, been a, it's been a busy weekend. It's been, been a sad weekend with some of the news that's uh, come out over social media and club statements today. And um, Dave, you've also got a bit of sad news that you wanted to yeah, start the um, podcast with today. So there's a, a lady that sits in front of us uh, in the, Ken- in the uh, main enclosure who's been a lifelong Luton supporter, uh, sadly passed away uh, this week. Her name is Dee Clinton. Uh, if you know her, you'll know her family, you'd know her sons. Uh, and we just want to say, you know, you know, best wishes to uh, Daz and Dave and hopefully all their family um, can get over this. And, you know, just a sincere condolences to them both. Dee, Dee was a smashing Luton Town fan, lifelong, and she'll be missed. And loads more sad news coming out the weekend as well that a Luton fan, sadly, was bottled after the game, allegedly, and um, he's currently fighting for his life in a coma, Brian, Brian Rourke. Yeah, you've got to be um, careful what you say and what you talk about here, but we, you can take from the media what's happened. Um, uh, a young lad, 26 years old, has been arrested for attempted murder when a guy goes to a football match. What is this world coming to? You know, do you go there with intent to hurt someone? I mean, there's been a lot of history of violence between Queen's Park Rangers and Luton Town. And, you know, back in the 80s, I remember it kicking off quite a lot. And it's disgusting. It's disgusting that we can't go to a game and come out of that stadium and feel safe. So, you know, what was the kid thinking? You know, and, you know, you just got to, your, your heart goes out to, to Brian and his family, and we just have to hope that he makes a speedy recovery. But, you know, there was, there was lots of things that contributed to, to the violence, I think. Um, not just past history, not just past history. The police on the evening, for me, were pretty poor, uh, and that's, that stopped us getting in the stadium. Yeah. And, it, and, you know, there was a lot of things going on. Uh, I mean, you can only speculate what happened because we weren't there. We didn't see it. We were there, but we didn't see it. But by... Um, other people that I've, I've spoken to who, who went past, saw him or helped him and tried to get the police to help him, um, you just got to hope that Brian pulls through this. So the best wishes go out to Brian and obviously his family in this uh, extremely tough time right now. And I think like um, the Met Police, I think are looking, if you did see anything or you have any information, please go and uh, give them a hand. That's the right thing to do. Don't, don't protect anyone. If you've got any info, send it to them. 
gives them the terrible, call. Terrible, I mean, yeah, it's I, terrible. I was, shocked. I was shocked when I saw it. To me, I, be, I didn't see it till the next morning. I'll be honest, or next day. Sorry, next evening. But um, I think the saddest thing terrible. is though, you're walking away from a stadium, and you don't expect to be set upon. You just don't. Um, if who would who who intentionally hit someone with the bottle? That's ridiculous. It's sad, and you know, Brian's Brian's just a tiny bit younger than me. You know, how would you feel? if that happened to your family, you know, so you just got to put your heart out there to Brian's family and Brian himself. And let's hope that there's enough evidence to convict the guy they've, they've, yeah. they've arrested. That's it. And it was a game of football that night, QPR two, Luton nil. Um, let's get into some three word reviews of, of the game. Kieran says not good enough. Dave says same old story. Lewis says a playmaker needed. Andy wasteful, inaccurate, disappointing. Uh, Paul says shooting practice Monday. Ryan says Pelly's worst game. Will says, I hate QPR. Gareth says, missed first 30 minutes. Oh, welcome um, to our world, Gareth. So did we. Do you know what, right? I, I would put Friday as one of the worst experiences on away day, away ground or an away game I've ever had in my life. And I'll put that up there with Fulham that time in that 3-2 in the midweek yeah. where the stewards were a nightmare to deal with. But like Saturday, uh, Friday night for me, we obviously missed the first half an hour of the game because the police wouldn't let us in. We got we turned up to Loftus Road at about 25 past seven, which I think, and I think a lot of Luton fans would agree, is enough time to get into a stadium to watch a game of football. Like we turn What's up at Kenilworth yeah. Road with like two minutes to kick off. We go straight in and we see the kickoff. Yeah, yeah. Um, I, I don't know what the problem was trying to get in. I don't know what the problem was. Was it their turnstiles are rubbish? I don't know. I have no idea what happened. Basically, the police kept us all behind these horses the stewards wouldn't let the first lot in yeah and by the time we got in it was 27 28 minutes gone of the game Luton were losing 1-0 and we had been in London since four having a great time and I yeah. just think got to that stage I lost any kind of excitement or motivation I had for it you're going into that that ground 1-0 down and you just think like I'm just annoyed this is this is awful and to pay £34 for... I know this is just sound like a pure moaning, right? But No, keep on moaning. That's how frustrating it was on Friday night. £34 is to, to not see 30 minutes of the game, to be over-policed outside. I, I genuinely don't know what was going on. Uh, but every time I've gone to that stadium, without exception, there's been issues getting in or there's been issues around the stadium. And you can go all the way back to when they put their plastic down and it was the same then you know it just frustrating you're right we was having a fantastic afternoon we we you know we had something to eat had a few beers and you get there and you're thinking this is going to be great yeah, but you get and, there early and, and the well. funny thing That's is though the funny thing is that the people that were in the lower stand didn't have those issues of getting in it was just us in the upper stand it made no sense and the stewards outside and the police outside didn't have time for the ones inside the stadium as we went in not so great, but the ones near my seats, they were great. So, you know, it, it's just, yeah, you're right. All the enjoyment was sucked out of us just waiting to get in that stadium. And it was just ridiculous. I'll, I'll be honest, lads, I'm quite happy I didn't go yeah. Friday, obviously, obviously personal reasons. But um, by the sounds of it, I mean, I spoke to you uh, at half time, wasn't it? And uh, yeah. yeah, obviously, when you tell me that, I couldn't believe it. But, you know, and, uh, I think it was just the whole night, wasn't it? By the sounds of it, it's just pure and utter shite. Yeah. All the way through, obviously, you know, the incidents as well. But, you know, look, like I said, thank God I went there. Well, should we try and look at the game then? It's going to be difficult for me to talk about the first 30 minutes because obviously uh, we, didn't see it. we were stood outside looking at police and police horses and them telling us to have your tickets ready. 
had my tickets ready. He's like, let me in. Which horse was the biggest? The big white one. There was a white one. It was just like, um, it was ridiculous. Uh, apparently, we nearly made a dream start. Adebayo robbed Dunn off the ball, but he couldn't get the ball around the keeper. Um, didn't wasn't in the stadium, so didn't see that. Well, you saw that though on the telly, didn't you? Yeah, I did. I was a bit pissed. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we yeah. need to try and uplift this now. But I thought I just, I just. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, mate. I mean, look. look I'm sorry. This is just it. becoming a very negative podcast already. Um, Let's just talk about QPR's first goal. I saw this because you managed to get it on Sky whilst we were queuing to well, get let in the me stadium. Just say, can I just, let's just clarify this. We was watching it on Sky outside the stadium. They had obviously scored. There's a delay on the Sky on coming to my, my phone. Um, did you hear any noise? Didn't hear a thing. Didn't hear a thing. It was like it, they was playing in a library, I suppose. It, that's why they put that bloody music up so high. Um, what's going on? How do we concede from our own corner? That's, yeah, that's, so that's the annoying thing. Really disappointing from your own corner, and then massive hoof downfield, pretty much, isn't it? Do we look at Sluger for this goal? You have to look at Sluger. If he stays on his line, he's not get he's not getting in there, is he? I mean, there's a, there's a defender coming across, wasn't there? Was it Nace? No, not Nace Smith. Who was it? Oh, I can't remember. It don't matter anyway. But yeah, like you say, obviously Sluger comes out right to the edge of his area. No need to do that. Bang, gets lobbed. What was he thinking? Though? That's what I was saying. What's going through Sluger's head to? have that rush of blood to come running was, out. There was something about covering. I can't remember who it was, but there was someone covering. I, th- I would have thought, I would have thought, uh, in hindsight, surely he does come maybe just a little bit off his line, maybe six yard box or whatever, penalty spot, but then he can retreat. It makes it, it makes it a little bit harder to lob him at least. And if the guy's one-on-one, he's got a chance to, to even, you know, save a shot or even a penalty, I suppose. But, it yeah, it's just it's just a rush of blood. He should have stayed where he was. If he doesn't come out, they don't score. Am I right in thinking there was definitely someone coming back, like running back with the uh, I think so. his name was? Yeah, I mean, he might have got the goal side of him or whatever. But look, I mean, I only watched the goal on Dave's yeah. small iPhone when it was like probably blurry and stuff because we were outside the stadium. But it was HD. Either way, one nil down, and again, it's kind of like we are giving ourselves a mountain to climb, and, and going one nil down is. It's not like we haven't come back from one nil down, but it's always tougher, isn't it? And especially especially when you're away. When you're away, exactly. Yeah, I, saw, away. I saw a bad stat the other day as well, saying we we're up there as well. I think Sky put it up on the TV. They put up, uh, I think we were in the top three of uh, most errors leading to goals conceded right. or something like that, which obviously is not a great stat. So look, you got we got to try and cut these. Well, obviously, you got to try and cut these mistakes out. And why can't we? Why do we make so many? So many errors. So many basic errors, though. And I had a chat with producer Jacob about this earlier on the phone. I was on a dog walk. And I basically said to him, like, it was very nice, actually. It's when we have our nice little meeting about the the podcast. But we said, and we we spoke about the attacking as well, but we'll get onto the bit. But the defending-wise, how many times on this podcast have we said this season, if we just stop conceding silly goals, like, make teams work for their goals? Because it feels like there's not been many times this season where a team has completely outplayed us to score a goal. Like, all of the goals you look... And I know you could say it swings around about and we could we could say the same about goals we score. But, like, for me, I just think there's so many goals we can see that are just terribly... Just terrible defending, yeah. individual errors. And they're usually important goals as well. Yeah. Going against us as well. Like you say, like the other day was the first goal, which, you know, often sometimes can kill a team, which, well, inevitably it did, didn't it, really? And, well, if you, I don't want to talk about the second goal, we'll go into that in a minute as well. That was, you know what I mean? But, look. Who, the teams aren't having knows? to work hard to score goals. And it's like, 
that Swansea game, that three all at home, they have three lucky shots from outside the box that go in, and it's it's just like a team's yeah. a team's having to work for for these goals. No, nah, not really. Derby as well. Derby away. That mistake from Sluger went for his legs or whatever. It's just frustrating, isn't one. it? We could, we could sit here all day and probably well list that one all day. Obviously, we won't. And, many, and, but but there, there's the issue, isn't it? Silly goals cost yeah. us so much. And if you're on the back foot from minute ten or minute five, it's much harder, much much harder. So you're right, Luke. Absolutely right. It was two 0 in the fifty fifth minute, which um, oh God. was yeah, kind of this, annoying, yeah, right? Because we come out and we hit the side net, and then we all thought it was in. Um, well, from you know, from that stupid 30, that thirty four pound slightly restricted view of the goal, you could um, you could. Understand why we thought it had gone in. Yeah, stupid. St- I hate the stadium. <laughs> hate. I'm really sorry. I, I can't. I can't say anything. You know, people that take the crap out of our stadium should go and s- sit in that sh- seat every week. <laughs> so yeah, I thought we'd scored. Which I thought we'd scored. If we'd well. have got back in that game, I think we'd have gone on and won it. And then I probably would have enjoyed the away. Yeah, day. but I think if we'd have, if that had gone in, that chance of ours had gone in, I think we could have gone on and won the game. Has he got a score that Naismith? We well, hit the target at least. Hit the target. Yeah. yeah. Uh, their 2 0 goal. Been too harsh, don't I? But yeah. Their 2 0 goal. Apparently, it wasn't a foul. Um, oh, no, no. no. It, was, it, it was, was a foul on Bradley. It was disgraceful, mate. I've not seen it back. And I at the time, look, I was a little bit what? drunk. So While you're well speaking, I'll uh, so, that for you. There was a shirt pull for Bradley. Bradley was. Did he even get booked for that? Yeah, he did. He got booked. Crazy. It was disgraceful. <laughs> Our producer Jacob put here that apparently Lockyer hit the post first and then Naismith headed hit the side netting. Did it? Did it? I don't remember oh, that. I don't I, remember. Like I said, I was steaming. I, don't, I, could, I can't remember. This is Same. such a bad podcast tonight. This is terrible today, isn't it? it? Is. I'm it's just a moan. Uh, you, listen, let's, 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 the reason that we're upset is we went to a game with high expectations of performing well and it was... It was taken away from us. I don't think us. it's just that. I just think it, no, was, it was just ta- you go to a you go to a game and you expect to see it from start to finish with yeah, the amount of money you're to say. paying. Yeah, like that's, that's what I'm trying to say. You go there with high expectations. You're having a great day out, and then you miss the first thirty minutes because of the incompetence of the of the Metropolitan Police and the stewards and Queen's Park Rangers and have, hope to have something to do with that. And hopefully, the other sixteen hundred Luton fans in that top tier of us will. Agree. Or agree and understand well, there, what we're there, Well, about. there was clearly some in there quite early, but there was a lot in the queue waiting to get in with us who will have the same opinion. So I think that's what frustrates you more. That's what frustrates you more. Um, um, so their goal comes in from the free kick, um, headed back across. Charlie Austin heads it in. Was he just unmarked? Was he just standing there on his own? It seemed to be wide open, middle of the goal. Charlie Austin... Seems like he only ever scores against us. Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, well, didn't, yeah, we're going to have a look at it now. So, where's the foul? Where's the line I give the foul here? This is ridiculous. We're watching it live and we're watching this foul. Go- that's, and he got the yellow for that. That's, that's pathetic. You watch it, I'm pretty sure he got another anger as well. Yeah. Honestly, horrendous. There you are. You, you need to edit this into the podcast, Luke. Yeah, he's pulling his shirt. That's, yeah. that's a foul. How is that not a foul? Oh, that's ridiculous. No. Yeah, no, that is the most... Away. That's ridiculous. Absolute ridiculousness. And then the goal itself was It's just stuff like that, though, that doesn't help, does it? When you're not no. getting your yeah, obvious decisions happy. like that. Look, we said last week, You, I mean, we've seen some terrible referee performances. You can't blame the referee 
all of the time. You have to make your own luck sometimes. Uh, but that was a very, very poor decision, and it was flagged by the lino. The, the initial shirt pull clearly wasn't seen by anyone. It's rubbish. And, and now, as much as I hate VAR, that would have been a free kick to us, not the other way around. Wow. Although they wouldn't even look at it, would they? But, you know, that would have been a free kick to us. Um, and, and from memory, again, I just remember sitting in the, or standing up in, in the uh, rubbish stand we were in um, in the £34 gold tickets and sitting there going, oh, just so deflated. Because you, fig- you figured, actually, if we had a really good start in the second half, we might have enjoyed it a bit more. Uh, and, but for, from you just looked up and it just, he was there. He had a free head yep. straight in the and middle of the goal. Now. But in the middle of the goal. Yep. Um, looking at the rest of the game, Apparently, we had 16 shots. And look, at the time, I had a lot to drink. I maybe can't remember all of our yeah, 16 shots. Well, I do remember a couple of shots just flying over the crossbar and nearly hitting us in the stand. Um, well, yeah, maybe 14 of them. Yeah, but it's just... I don't know. I, I come away from that game really disappointed with our performance. And I know there were some Luton fans I saw on social media saying like, that wasn't as bad as people are making out to be. But what are your thoughts on that, Batara? Because... Uh, I wouldn't say it's I wouldn't say it's up there with like one of the most disappointing performances, no, but it weren't great. It was just very poor. I mean the quality was terrible. Dave, David you mind? But no. Um but no, it was, honestly it, like I said, I personally don't believe it was as bad as people made out it was. But there was no quality whatsoever. I mean, don't get it wrong, QPR scored with two shots on target. That's literally only two shots on target the whole game. And apart from that, I don't recall them having Another clear cut of goal. I mean, look, if you put the first one realistically, like you say, it could have been defended. I mean, we, if we came way over that of a nil nil draw, we're going a good point on the road, would we not? But obviously, I know it hasn't happened. Yeah, yeah but I mean, realistically, yeah, you them, them two of them goals should, well, the, f- the second one definitely shouldn't have stood. First one, preventable, massively preventable. You don't concede there, and you know, we could have potentially nicked one goal, or whatever, and then it's a different story. And then we look at it and go, oh, that's a great performance. How many times have we gone away when sort of like, you know, the the balance is sort of swung in favour of us in that sort of like the aspects that we're, we're on about here. Yeah. But if you have, but you have, you have what they had eight shots. So we had double the amount of shots of them, double the amount on target and didn't convert any of them. Nah, I mean, look, I'm not, I'm not sitting, I won't sit here and personally, I won't say that, you know, it's one of the worst performances I've ever seen or whatever. Like I said, I weren't there. I couldn't see the whole pitch. What I saw is on from the TV. Well, you but it's nowhere near as bad as what some people are well, making out. I think on the night, I think again, because of all the crap we had yeah. getting in, and because of all the beer we had, well, you know, we weren't overly over the top. But I didn't come away from that thinking we played well at all. Yet then, when you when you do, but I didn't think we were going to score. Like no, I know we had no. sixteen shots, four on target, but I didn't feel confident we were going to get a goal. There's not one stage in that game where I thought we got a chance here. Well, no, I get no, I get that as well. But I also said to my mate the other, obviously, I was watching the pub with. He's obviously a neutral. He's not a fan of either, obviously. So, and I said to him, I said, "What did you make of the game? What, what's your honest uh, assessment of it?" And he went, "Do you know what? It was just a boring fucking game." That was his words. It's a boring fucking game. He said it was, the quality was poor from both sides, realistically, and it was. It weren't. Just, but you could get games like this in the championship. You can't go. Obviously, I know we like to expect obviously a little bit better sometimes and. Maybe on Friday we should expect a lot better because of what happened and whatever else. But do you know it's not? It's, it wasn't that bad. I don't. I don't. Feel. I think the thing for me is um, if we just go back. I, mean, I know we're talking about a different podcast, but he went back to when we were speaking to Mick Harford and we we're talking about how when I turned up for games 
way gone past. And even in our championship winning year, um, you go and you think, well, we're going to win today, we're going to score, we're going to create chances. Sometimes when I watch them now, I sit there and go, who's going to score? You'd like to think that Adebayo would score more. But on Friday, I didn't think we were going to get a goal. And I, I, I just didn't think it was going to come. The finishing was poor. Yeah, 16 it shots. Was, it was a game of fine margins. That's what it was, realistically. Well, fine margins or not. If you're not, if you're not regularly peppering that goal with shots on target and getting at least one goal from it, it what, what's going on? Well, you're, what's going on? Well, I wanted to look today. We had a little chat, me and producer Jacob Earl, and we thought, look, let's, let's look at the attacking uh, side of our game. Why are we being so inconsistent with scoring goals at the moment? And the, like we said, the stats, 16 shots, four on target. Um, do we have enough quality in the midfield or that attacking midfield role to be consistent in scoring? Because at the moment, we're one win in five. We're, what, four losses out of them, is it? I think three, is it three, three losses. Three losses, draw on yeah. a win. Um, but you look, we didn't score against QPR. We struggled. We didn't score against Stoke. Um, before that, we beat Middlesbrough and then we didn't score at Preston. So why is it when you look at some of the games we played this season, we scored five against Coventry, who are flying high near the top of the table. We scored, we scored three against Middlesbrough. We scored three against Swansea. Why is it that one week we can score what seems to be loads against good opposition to another week just struggling to score against Preston, Stoke and, well, and QPR? What, what is that inconsistency? If I knew that, mate, I'd be getting paid a lot of money. Yeah, you would and be. I'm not. But look, I think that's just football, personally. That's what I think. It's just football and... Like you said, back to obviously in the middle, I've said it, I think, about six, five, six podcasts ago. I still don't think, I think our midfield is where we struggle. I've always said this. I think the quality, of, but I'm not, not slating them or whatever else, you know, we've got some good players in there, but I think, you know, when you look at it and the balance, it's not there in the middle of the park. And we get split apart too many times in that middle. Just take control of someone, do you know what I mean? I think it's, I think it's hard to to even think about why we're not converting chances. You know, they're not bad players. They're at the proper level for their for their ability, most of them, I think. It's, you know, a few weeks ago, we, we'd have been saying Cornick misses all the time, but then he started scoring. So what has changed with him? That's how I would say. Can I, can so I just say, <laughs> I'm sorry, can I just say before, obviously, I didn't mean to interrupt you there, That's Dave. okay. What I was going to say was, this, I'm all me, no, sorry, Brian, Oh, I can't fucking say it. <laughs> well, sorry, interrupt mate. me if you want. Try again. Try again. Basically, what, what I'm trying to say you can is do that. in English. Yeah, go for it. What I'm trying to say is, this is not. These are no digs that we obviously we're coming out with. I'm still happy with the season we've had so far. Yeah, this is no 100%. dig. In case people are sitting there listening, going, "Oh, they're just digging at the team now." I will never dig because I think we're still we're having a good season. And whatever else. So I don't think we're digging at the team. I think we're just sitting down and saying, what, why, why, yeah. is, why has it changed over the last few games where we've had some really great results and then suddenly we're not taking our chances? Also, we play some good opposition as well. I mean, we play Stoke, well, yeah, we play QPR. They're not bad opposition. You've got, you know to, I mean? you've got to play them to do well, haven't you? Well, yeah. But this is obviously where it will test us as well. And maybe we're not quite at that level where some, obviously, you know... Well, that's we what I said to producer Jacob on the phone earlier. And I, and I said, look, is it maybe the fact that am I expecting too much? Like, am I expecting too much right now? Because I just said we didn't score against QPR, Stoke, and Preston. Why in my head am I thinking we're going to turn up today and we're going to beat every well, single yeah. team we play? Maybe well, it's, well, one because you're a Luton Town supporter yeah. and you have to, but 
number two, we have shown that we are capable of doing it. Yeah. And why, the That's thing true. is, it's consistency. Why, why can't our strikers, you know, if your conversion rate's got to be higher than, than what we're showing. You know, when, when Addy Bayo's on form and he, and he nets three or four, you're going to go, you know, that's where we want to be. But at the same time, it's also about the service as well. When you get no service yeah. and whatever, it's the same thing. But yeah, look, I mean, maybe it's just, I don't know, no one knows what it is. Like I said, you get paid a lot of money. We knew, we could pinpoint it, we've been management ourselves. Yeah, but I wouldn't do that. Nah? No, it's not <laughs> worth the hassle. Oh, mate, it'd be amazing. But, um, look, it's just football at the end of the day. I mean, you look at some, some teams, look at West Brom, for example, look at them now. They'll pick it back up. But they're in a bit of a shit run at the moment, they, as well. well I say yeah. shit run. But yeah, they're not performing to how, you know, the level of the team that they've got, for example. But look, we'll pick it up and we will well, go on a little run again. Now, we will go and beat them in about five, six games. That will happen. <coughs> I think, obviously, sooner rather than later. And by the way, I'm not crying. I'm just yawning. <laughs> Slow, slowly and steadily, we, we, we need to just keep racking up the points, making sure we consolidate where we are in this division and making sure we can push on. And, you know, and, and if it's not this season, next season, make sure that we're a little bit more consistent with the scoring and, and, the, and you know, our strike rate. That's but we, how but I look we are it. getting there, though, in, in terms of balance and whatever. It's just about finding, like, fine-tuning certain areas of the, of the squad. I mean, you can pick stats out all the time, can't you? Oh, when we said this before, you know, if we have a run where we score four or five goals, uh, you know, in the next three games or whatever, then, then all those stats look a bit different. And then you can pick up, yeah. oh, like, actually, our strikers are doing really well. Exactly that. And I think it is all coming together, like, you look, we are stronger than last year, I'd say, and as long as we That's keep getting stronger, and it maybe maybe I've just got it in my head, lower my expectations, but I just think when the management and the players all talk about, <laughs> Dave's just spinning his beer everywhere, talk <laughs> about um, potentially getting into playoffs and they know they're good enough to get in the playoffs, and then it's just like, the disappointment then when you have nights like Friday night and nights like last Saturday, days like last Saturday uh, with the Stoke game, that it's just like, are we all just look just sh- we should just be happy with mid table? Also, we all want to push for the playoffs, but I think we've got to be realistic. Yeah, can't listen, we? I think it's competitive as well this season. Very competitive. Surely, any Luton supporter is happy with where we are. Yeah, if you're but not we just want a little mad. bit more because if you're not a fan, yeah, we you, know, you wouldn't like say that. Would scoring, you? Do we? We start like not scoring for like three games out of four, or whatever it is. That's that's the that's the thing, really. Isn't it? I mean, try and be realistic, right? If if we end up in the playoffs, fantastic. If we don't, as long as we're in the top half of the table, that's a brilliant season. Let's be honest, we even get in the playoffs and you've got a two-leg semi against West Brom. Like, it'd be great, wouldn't it? I mean, it'd be great, but there was no, there's not one Luton fan in the world where they're going, if we nick the playoff place, we'd expect us to get to Wembley. You and said, you know you what? Said, and and always expect the unexpected because you know what? There's been teams in the past that have done it. Let's not get carried away. We we need our form to inc- to get better. We need our we need our goal scoring to get better. We need our strikers to be on form. But you know what? Come Christmas, just after Christmas, and and we have that little push. There's always an underdog that pushes up that table. Why can't yes, it be yes. us? Because as as we struggle we, to score. Well, as long as we don't go. end up being like Barnsley the following season, you know. Can I, well, yes, is it? Can I just say we're also on a, a positive goal difference at the moment still. So. That's another bonus to take away from the season so far. I yeah, think. True. True. Um, here's what you guys said then about why are we so inconsistent in front of goal and do we have enough quality in the midfield? Richard says, I think it's become quite apparent how influential KDH was last season. We have no one to put their foot on the ball and look up. Everything seems so frantic on Friday night. Which I guess you can kind of agree with. There was a 
there was a stage on Friday where Pelly's bursting forward and he's got a pass out left. He goes for goal straight into the stand. Yeah. Did it even I go just, in the stand? I don't know. He we went somewhere. Went but there, right. I just remember thinking, I was angry at him, mate. But like, I just thought Pataro's going to be fuming with that. But I think I just laughed, to be honest. You yeah. did say that to me, actually. Yeah. Pataro's going to be fuming with that. Yeah, yeah well, look. I wasn't yeah. surprised. Roger says, I thought Lansbury was very good on the ball on Friday and he's been every time I've seen him. He's definitely a level above in terms of passing ability. The frantic pot, in my opinion, came whenever we got anywhere near the box. It was almost like we weren't allowed to enter without shooting. And it was kind of like that panic. It was just, that's what it felt like, a bit panicky, didn't it? And it was just like rushing everything. Then again, is what I said to producer Jacob on the phone earlier. It seemed like there was no one there just to calm down a little and take a bit of composure when in the final third. And Oh, composure, that's a good word. But that's what I, we needed, I sort of isn't agree, it? That's yeah, I kind sort of, of what we needed. Yeah. That. We needed someone there to take charge, take lead, and go. You know what? I'm going to completely calm this down, show some some composure, and work a proper goal scoring opportunity instead of just lashing yeah. at it. Because that's what it was lashing at. I mean, it. I mean, yeah, that's Lansbury. that's a really good description. Lashing at it. Like yeah. say Lansbury, for example, he could, you know, he can like sort of like dictate in front of the back four kind. Do you know what I'm saying? He can sort of like from that. But it's going forward when you've got obviously like what was it Campbell when you had Pelly on. I think slightly ahead of him. Those two, for me, didn't have enough composure. Well, they don't have enough composure. For example, where a Jewsbury Hall could travel with the ball, he could calm it down. You know, I mean, that's the extra quality, but Lansbury does it from a deeper position, whereas Jewsbury Hall could do it taking it forward, where I don't think Lansbury's quite that kind of player. Does that make sense? Yeah. But, yeah, look, I mean, it will come. Maybe it's just a bit of a confidence thing as well, and obviously changing the team around. I mean, we may change it again on uh, Friday night, so I'm sure it will come. Ben says, wish we had enough money to get Jewsbury Hall. We're missing a playmaker like him in midfield. Still doing pretty good, though. Um, luck in front of goal will change for the good very soon, hopefully. Uh, well, we all hope that. And, you know, Jewsbury Hall was exceptional. But that's why he's at a Premier League team. Chris says, for me, when we use wing backs, we almost bypass the midfield by either long balls or wide with the wing backs. May as well be playing Ray and Osho holding with Clark or Berry behind the front two. Our midfield is generally so non-existent and our set pieces are absolutely awful. Bree, for me, has been very poor most of the season. Not helped. He's almost guaranteed starter as there's no other right back pushing him for his place. What do you make of that? I quite like Bree. Yeah, but some of his set play pieces uh, have been pretty poor recently. You know, just delivery of of crosses and stuff like that. So I sort of get the frustration there. You say that, but then he went through that spell where... He got a nice assist against, what, Coventry, I think. He pulled one back. Um, He's got two or three this season, I think. A he? few nice little crosses, but just, I think Friday was just a write-off. To be honest, I, I wouldn't even say, like, I wouldn't say he's been poor for most of the season, though. I'd say recently, yeah, but I wouldn't say most of the season. I mean, you can look at any, well, any of the starting 11, really. Well, on Friday? Ask the question. On Friday? Well, the last few games, for the last four or five weeks or whatever. Obviously, including the national break, but I don't know. I still believe Peter Chioso will eventually be our starting right back. When I think after this season, if he gets Milton Keynes near them playoffs and has a brilliant year, which he, I think he's already done. having. Oh, Mate, if he no, gets him near the playoffs, <laughs> don't find him. No, but you know, let's. Let, yeah, I agree with you. If if he's doing well there, then we're not going to let him go there, are we? No. We're going to keep him. Who would he rather play for, do you think? Whoever he's going to get game time, I'm going to say. Exactly. So he'll get game time with us if he's, if he's proven. Chris says, 
The inconsistency question is a mystery, but I guess it's the difference between buying promising, affordable forwards rather than expensive, proven goal scorers. Of our 16 shots, though, I think only four or five fell to the forwards on Friday, with a lot coming from distance from the midfield. In regard to quality in the middle, we all knew we were one short there, and injuries haven't helped. We need to add a creative threat in January. And I guess, look, we are literally a month away from the January window opening. So do you think that is something we should potentially look at doing this winter is going out and buying someone like Jewsbury Hall? Well, let's be fair. If Jewsbury Hall was available and he would come to Luton and we could afford him, you'd go get him tomorrow. Yeah, we can't. 100%. He wouldn't come to us though. Oh, do you know what? He might. Dave, he's playing Premier League now. He came on uh, yesterday. For Leicester. Was it Leicester yesterday? Day four. Whenever, no, day four against Chelsea. Whoever it was. But yeah, he came on. Oh, that's Last 20 minutes. Looks like he's, you know, he's getting a... Well, oh, you know, why wouldn't he though? He's a, he's a good player. So European yeah, we football, do need... So. Can we strengthen? Do we have the money to strengthen? Probably. Can I think yeah, we I would go and get a proven goal scorer. I, do you know what? Like I said, it's obviously about bringing players. I, I'm not too sure if we need to bring more players in. I just think maybe change, just tweaking the formation a little bit, maybe getting Clark in the midfield. I'd like to see Clark obviously play a bit more. Obviously, I know obviously injuries and whatever else has kept him out for quite, for quite a few games this season. But I, I just think, you know, get someone like Clark in the middle or in a three or whatever. I like Clark. I think I think Clark for me when he's on form is mm. is brilliant. Get Berry back as well. I think when Berry's back as well, Berry starts for me every single week. I think obviously Berry. I think Clark. I think Lansbury. So here's one for you though, and maybe this is me being extremely optimistic and maybe a little bit unrealistic, but not because I want us to get in the playoffs. I want us to be going into them final five games of the season, only three points. I really want us to push for it. Because why not? It's fun. Do you think, if it comes to the window, that whatever business we, ha- we make will determine if that's going to happen? Like, do you feel like maybe we could, we could maybe make a statement and go sign two big players in January that goes, we are going for these playoffs? Or do you reckon they will, like you said, and just go, you know, we're happy with what we've got. We're happy for this to be another building season. If it happens, it happens with the current squad, but we'll look again in the summer. Building season. I don't think we're going to go out and spend money on two, you know, big, well, you say big name players, but, you know, who is out there, big name that would come to us on the budget that we're obviously going to, you know, what we've got? Well, that's the job of the people recruiting. Well, like you say, I mean, the, the they, be, the they will know who they want. Anyway, but, but like you're saying, but for me, I just feel like we're not going to do anything stupid. Just build, just you know, if you can bring in maybe but I'm not saying, I'm not saying go do something help. stupid, but I may be saying go out and if there is a bit of a price tag on a player that maybe if we left it six months, I would get them cheaper on a free. Like, could you experiment and do that now and maybe push? When you say big player, though, in, in what sense? Look, do I don't, you mean when like I say a, big player, I don't mean like a 10 million pound player. I mean, go and find someone. Elijah Adabek costs us a quarter of a million. Well, yeah, in, that, in th- those terms, yeah, finding a gem, that's different. But if you want, obviously, obviously a proven player or whatever at that level who's done a job, then you're obviously going to have to pay big money for him, do you know what I'm saying? Right. Nice loan, maybe. Well, a nice well, loan. A nice great, loan. Be, yeah, I good. think that's probably where we're going to yeah. be. <laughs> More loan than anything. But like you say, yeah, if you can find the right player whatever, for cheap enough or, you know, if there's a player, like, say, in the past that previously who didn't come to us because the club couldn't agree a fee or obviously hear stories and whatnot, but... 
Look, we can get them. I mean, it's, it's all about balancing the team. Now. I mean, we've got a lot of players in that squad as well. A lot of players. We can't accommodate for all of them. Like I, say, I think a couple of players do go out, then potential, yeah. But uh, to be honest, I can't see it. No, I just see us maybe getting one, maybe two max, and maybe a couple of players moving on. You try and filter through. Like, the It'd be nice. Players. I'd like just. I'd love to get another striker in. Just yeah, I just would love another striker. striker I yeah. think the biggest call would be a loan. That's the biggest call. Yeah, actually, talking of strike, yeah. In all fairness, right, <laughs> Musgrave obviously can play up top. I'd like to see Musgrave play more through the middle. Yeah. And do you know what? Obviously, Mendes Gomez, we're not going to see him, I don't think, much this season. But why don't we give him a chance up, to, up top instead of like Karen Jerome or whatever? I mean, nothing against Jerome, but I just don't, I just can't see him really doing much for us this season. Does that make sense? Yeah. I'm not saying he's a bad player and whatever, but. It's just not clicked for him yet, has it? No, not yet. And it was a gamble. I was just thinking, Friday night was calling out for a Danny Hilton performance. It was calling out for that, you know. Who knows? Who knows where we're going to be, but I hope we sign someone to help us push on. Well, it'll be interesting. Um, No time for Instagram questions today, so... What I thought we'd do instead. Because, look, this has been a very negative podcast. And if you've made it all the way through today about switching off, going, wow, them guys were talking rubbish today, then fair play and thank you. Um, They'd be agreeing with us, don't worry. Let's hope the next Saturday we have something to cheer. James well, let's Collins hope returning. To, let's, hope, let's hope against Forrest we have something to cheer. Yeah, yeah that'd be nice, wouldn't it? As I'm going tomorrow, me and yeah. Steve. You enjoy it, mate. It's going to be a good one. Yeah, well. Hopefully. Uh, so getting on well, time. Uh, have you booked a table at Hooters? Oh, shite. No, I haven't. Actually, I'll do that in a little while. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm after this, Dave, I'll do it. Also, this year for the Christmas podcast, I thought it'd be quite fun if us three went out and tried to find our own interviews for the podcast. And then maybe in a month's time, we all get together, have a little watch back of who we've managed to get and, and see how it goes. Up for the challenge? Yep. I'm yeah. sorted so already. A footballer. It could be anyone you want, mate. Porn star, then. <laughs> <laughs> Porn star. I mean, it's got to kind of be relevant to like this, but if you can make it relevant good to this, Christ. mate, and you want to go for it, then I'm sure producer Jacob will help you find... What you need. Um, <laughs> ah. <laughs> I doesn't say much about bloody producer Jacobs. Anyway, uh, sorry for being so negative today, everybody. Uh, thank you so much for listening. Let us know your thoughts in the YouTube comments <coughs> below or the uh, Twitter comments. What, Hold on. Let me know your thoughts. The drinking milk. I've just realised, Dave. Yes. This is my pint tonight. Yeah, pint of milk. Wow. I'm trying to cut down the beer. I put a lot of weight recently. Well, recently, last for two years. Right, I've got a great idea who I'm going to interview for Christmas. You want to finish the podcast now? Carry on. Yeah, no, I'm just saying. Look, go leave us your comments. What did you think of Friday night? Are we overreacting? Was your experience as bad as ours getting in the ground half an hour late? Uh, let us know what you think. And join us next week. Hopefully next week we'll have two wins in a row to talk about and we'll be absolutely yeah, buzzing. Of course we will. But tomorrow we'll have a full four pints of milk and uh, <laughs> we'll be loving life. So thanks so much for listening. Get us on YouTube and Twitter, Oh When The Town, and we'll see you next week. <laughs>